calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Shazam! And welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Joining me today, this week, and hopefully forever, Joe Scrabbles. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. I've just remembered that lager tops are a thing. <laughs> what? When did this happen? Uh, in the kitchen. Someone oh. mentioned working in a bar and that they didn't remember. Uh, that When they worked there, they were too young to know what drinks orders were. And it threw me in a reverie back to when I was first asked for a lager top. Uh, and I didn't know what it was, and I had to go and ask, and I got made fun of. But I think if you're the kind of person who drinks a lager top, you're ill. So okay. Matt that's Perslow, my thought. do you drink lager tops? I don't know what one is. <laughs> exactly, so, right? There we go. Because you don't know ill people. <laughs> lager tops are a, almost a full pint of lager, but with like a squirt of lemonade at the top. So it's a shit shandy. It's the worst possible type of shandy. It's an unrefreshing, weird shandy. It does sound like you have to be deeply ill to drink one. You have to be deeply <laughs> ill. Um, also, have you ever come across the practice of making diesels? <laughs> I mean, I put we go diesel <laughs> in a diesel motor. But... It's half a pint of lager and half a pint of coke. One of my that friends. Sorry, what? One of my disgusting. friends got obsessed with them when we were young and Dale's tried to make giving me it the thumbs up. You like a diesel. You little freak. Um, and Gav, uh, last time we went to Japan, kept having half pints of lager and half pints of tomato juice, which is a what? thing. What? Just drink a bloody pint. I, I don't want to sound like Brexit. <laughs> drink a pint. Shut up. Oh, no, do, I don't know if I still would enjoy, but I did enjoy a snake bite. A back, snake back bite. Back in my youth. But that was more... <laughs> snake bite was like a fabled get-you-fucked-up yeah. like childhood drink, wasn't it? Yeah, and at least that's... I mean, cider and beer, they're not too far apart. No. They're on the same yeah. continuum. Dash a blackcurrant in there. Yeah. You're having a good time. <laughs> snake bite. Black. You're having very purple sick later is what's happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, as I said Sorry. earlier, Shazam, that's a film. It is. You just both, a new one. You uh, Just a new one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've both seen it. I haven't. Tell me about it. Matt, do you want to kick this off? Yeah, so Shazam is a little boy. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Is. <laughs> he's like a, what is he, a 15-year-old kid, Billy yeah. Batson, and um, he's in foster care. You know, he's not 
not been struggling well, and he meets a wizard <laughs> who gets him to touch his staff. It's, it's in retrospect, <laughs> troubling. <laughs> and when you touch the wizard's staff, you turn into Shazam. It's a good deal. Yeah. Mm. And Shazam is a superhero, yeah. and he well originally known as Captain Marvel, but you can't call him Captain Marvel anymore yeah. because of a certain Brie Larson and a certain <laughs> Marvel comics. Um, but yeah, so he becomes so you know basically Foster Child becomes superhero, tries to be superhero, clearly doesn't really know how to be a superhero, so just goes around effectively being a busker. Yeah, <laughs> I've got so whenever. For some reason, the image that pops in my mind when anyone says wizard is the wizard from Where's Wally. That's the first one that goes into yeah. my mind. It's a fairly which is archetypical a look. Yeah. Is that the sort of look we're talking about with this wizard? Uh, I mean, to an extent, there's a... He's, Slightly Gandalf, right? Yeah, he's this played is the by, most um, important aspect of the film for me. He's played by um, oh, Jimon Honsu, the guy who yep. is in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and ca- actually in Captain Marvel, yeah. which is mad. He's in two <laughs> Captain Marvel films. Um, and he... He plays him slightly more sort of odd. Mm-hmm. That he's not like Merlin. He's not a nice wizard so much as just someone who's deeply obsessed with finding a pure soul. Amazing. Because um, he had a less pure soul before who really? also touched the staff and also... And probably drunk uh, lager tops. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, Mark Strong's <laughs> villain definitely drinks... <laughs> I, Mark Strong, I reckon, doesn't drink lager tops, but all his villains do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually went... We'll get on to actually talking about whether we like the film in a second, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. went to a, a screening that was sort of... It was it was billed as like the regular media, multimedia screening, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure three-quarters of the room was competition winners. Okay. Which lent it a very different energy to like... If, you, if you've never been to a media screening, they tend to be very quiet, uh, not a lot of reaction, unless it's a properly funny movie in which case people try and outdo each other on laughing um and it's quite a sort of sedate atmosphere as you'd expect from professionals this was people fucking going mental constantly <laughs> like about everything and it was like because i liked the film a lot it really aided the experience it was like when there were big moments and big reveals people were clapping people were cheering like going yeah <laughs> It was wicked. That would do my idea. But um, <laughs> speaking of heads, Mark Strong came out, well, all of them came out beforehand speaking and said, heads. yeah, well, I'll get onto that. And, <laughs> se- and like introduced the film and said some fun stuff. And Zachary Levi was like effortlessly charming and beautiful. And then he left. And then Mark Strong didn't go off with the rest of them. He ran up and it turns out his kids were in the audience. So he was sitting to watch it with them for the first time, which was lovely. Unfortunately, the angle at which Mark Strong sat meant that the shine off of his bald head <laughs> kept going into my eyes all the way through. And so it was like I had my own personal Mark Strong villain. <laughs> like, he was just sitting there blinding me. It, so took the shine off the film. Well, yes, somewhat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you've raised the element of Shazam I like the best, which is that for a very long time, it's not a superhero or origin story. Oh, no. It's just... A kid being like having fun with sudden superpowers. So it reminds me a bit of it's. It's like the PG version of Kickass in the idea yeah. of that it is a guy like he the family that he's kind of bought into. He's got like this um, foster brother called uh, Freddy who is obsessed with kind of the DC canon of superheroes. Like mm. he adores Batman. He's always wearing superhero shirts and stuff like that. And so he gets a real kick out of the fact that suddenly like his 
friend has been turned into the superhero. And so they think they can be superheroes, but they've no idea of what, because they've not got an Uncle Ben to sort of tell them what the responsibility yeah. of being a hero is. So they just think it's going around like showing off. And, you know, like he's got super speed. You know, he can shoot electricity out of his hands so he can go and charge people's phones up. And so like, like that's what they think being a hero is. And it's that whole thing of like when Mark Strong's kind of villain turns up and they start to realize, oh, we've got to do something about this. Um, he's got the power to, but doesn't really know how to do it. Because how is Mark Strong's villain? Because I kind of like the trailers, but he was the bit to me that looked a bit naff. He's pretty standard. Okay. Um, but there's an intriguing sort of... He's in some ways an inversion of Billy Batson, but grown up wrong. <laughs> so... Like, he's someone who the wizard... This is established in the first scene, so we're not spoiling anything. This is a a kid who was previously chosen by the wizard and deemed to be not fit for the role. Okay. And so he was cast out, and it sort of twists him into a Mm -hmm. a terrible man who will stop at nothing to get back to being able to claim that power because he feels he deserves it. Um, So there's an interesting backstory to him, but the actual way it plays out is pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, it probably it's probably the weakest element of the film, but like it is a necessary one. Like there would be no point in this film if there wasn't a moment at which Shazam got a chance to beat someone up. He yeah. he serves a role. Um but yeah, it's like it's just really nice and fun and like genuinely joyous. That's like strange from a DC film. But that's yeah. it. I mean, I, I, this is what I gather people said about Aquaman as well, like that it was just a film that aimed to be fun and not much else and like, if that's what they're going for now, I'm all for it. Like, if James Gunn's Suicide Squad reboot or whatever it is mm-hmm. turns out to be a similar thing where it stops trying to be cool and just makes them, like, interesting, I'm down for that as well. Um, yeah, it's like, it feels like the right direction. And they play the the universe aspect just right for me as well. Like, it never goes as far as having them, like self-consciously reference the other films Mm -hmm. but it's clearly a world in which other superheroes do exist so it's not people aren't losing their minds because he is a superhero it's just him and his mates losing his mind that he was the one who became a superhero which i think is really nice like it's a it's a playful way at like dealing with the idea of a universe without engaging with it um in a i guess it's similar to how netflix did things with the yeah. first Daredevil and stuff like that. Like it's just it's there in the ether. You you're aware of yeah, the context. It's, it's much closer to that. And the thing is, is like Batman versus Superman, you know, is was clearly put together because like these characters are part of the Justice League, mm. and we'll find a way to crop our Wonder Woman in there because she's Justice League as well. And everybody needs to bloody know that they're going to be in the Justice League. Whereas even though Shazam is certainly in the New Fifty Two, is part of the Justice League, mm. like. There's no real reference to the fact that that's where he's headed no. or anything like that. It is just like he is a guy on his own. Like Batman clearly exists in that universe because there are loads of toys of him. Yeah. And they swing a toy that shouts, I, mean, I, I can, am Batman. I can imagine Zachary Levi's Shazam having a conversation with Henry Cavill Superman. But honestly, I'd prefer it. Like, it would be so much more fun than watching Ezra Miller's Flash. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking yeah. that wisecracking uh, prick in Justice League. I reckon most things, even Lager Tops are better than that, probably. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> At least I could, like, put up with one. Yeah. But, like, if you took out, if you stripped out Ezra Miller's Flash and dropped in Billy Batson yeah. into that Justice League film, it would be a more fun film. Yeah. Like, he's just a good character, and both sides of him. The kid is really good as well. Like, it's easy to forget because Zachary Levi's getting all the fun jokes. Mm. But he is good at that role as well of playing, like, 
he's slightly troubled, but not in a not in a way that makes you hate him. It's not like Batman. Why are my parents dead? Wow, wow, wow! Yeah. It's kind of like he is getting on with the fact that he's had a tough childhood. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like it's not going to blow anyone's minds, but it's like it's proper. I mean, it sort of blew my mind in terms of sort of like, wow, it's a DC film. I actually like. Yeah, it's the, in the context, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Because mm-hmm. um, even though I liked Wonder Woman, like Wonder Woman absolutely shits itself in its final oh act. Oh my right? god! This doesn't, and the fact that it doesn't resort to a massive CG fest kind of final showdown with mm-hmm. Mark Strong is really nice. It's got CG because it needs to, because yeah. there's like lightning going off and people being beat through the sky. But it's it's just, it, it reminds me so much more of a Marvel film in the way that that final act is structured. Yeah. It's just a good showdown in a real environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it, it can be overstated enough times uh, that... Uh, someone somewhere thought that David Thewlis should play Ares, the god of war. <laughs> like With his little moustache under his big helmet. Like, spoilers if you haven't watched Wonder Woman, but David Thewlis <laughs> is Ares. <laughs> Professor it's Lupin. Of, it's one of the stupidest reveals I've ever seen. Uh, what a lot of fun. Amazing. You should well, watch Shazam. I do want to see Shazam. I actually can't decide if I liked it or Captain Marvel more. I think Captain mm. Marvel feels more straightforward, but satisfying, like it's chewy. Mm. Whereas Shazam feels d- genuinely different in some ways. But maybe it's a bit weaker in terms of like storytelling. Mm. Think, but yeah, mm. they're both very good films. I'm glad we're getting good superhero films all the time now. It is good, isn't it? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Shazam, but for now I'll just have to <laughs> settle for looking at my pack of DC top trumps that I, I have in front of me. I got a weird message from Cardi about a week ago. <laughs> that just said I've got a box full of top trumps that I want to get rid of should I bring them in <laughs> and so currently one of the desks in our office has what 30 something different top yeah, trumps I, I, around the ages about 11 to 12 I probably collected a few they were fun fun if, games if you follow Cardi on Twitter you'll have seen that he has some very troubling instances <laughs> yeah I found in um, yeah we won't get into that now but um, <laughs> <laughs> suffice it to say there's a tarnished rock band <laughs> yeah. who have quite a good top trumps card yeah. with some questionable categories that, yeah some information that has not aged well no but um they've gained just, in beard power over the years they have yeah, well is that a good thing um that'll happen in prison um yeah. but we're gonna play just a few hands of dc top trumps because i've brought them in and we might as well yeah and it links to shazam so before you, Joe, you have Shazam's card from this pack. Shazam TM. Just a little, if you don't know what top trumps are, because oh, I, I don't know if they're a very British thing or not. They seem British. Yeah. They're you, called trumps. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it's just a cup. You'll have, how many are in a pack? Is it, is it the same as a pack Yeah, it's so usually a 50-something yeah. card um, And each card will have a character on. In this case, they're all DC comic characters. And they'll have five categories. What are the five categories on these? On this, it's six on this one. Six? Because one of them is height in centimetres. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's height in centimetres, intelligence, which is out of ten. Oh, what? I, I don't know it, what they're out of, to I be honest. I think it must be out of ten, because otherwise <laughs> Shazam's very unintelligent. Well, t- tell us how intelligent Shazam, Shazam he's is. He's a seven, but he's got a 48 for strength. <laughs> <laughs> that must be out of 50. Uh, it makes little sense when you speed, think about it. Agility. Speed and agility are two different things. Well, they are, aren't I they? mean, a, but would, would you They were do running out of trumps? things, weren't they? And fighting skills. Fighting skills. Uh, 
His real name is Billy Batson. I'm just going to read his card. Yep. Drawn to a secret cavern beneath the Fawcett City subway. Fawcett? Orphaned news <laughs> orphaned newsboy Billy Batson <laughs> met the immortal wizard Shazam, who granted Billy miraculous superpowers to do battle with the seven deadly enemies of man. Speaking Shazam's name aloud empowers the teenager with the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the sugar awake, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury, and the world's mightiest mortal takes to the skies to fight evil. The citizens of Fawcett City know their champion as Captain Marvel. But not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> so if we just put him to one side, we've got five random cards each. Yeah. Which gonna we'll just take turns at picking first. Yeah. And Isn't it the person who wins the gets to pick the yeah, next time? Yeah, but I feel like with only five hands, it might be the same person who every the time. Who fuck is that? Are we doing you get to pick any out of your five, or you just do them in order as you've got them? Well, you're meant to... I mean, the real rules are that you pick. Yeah, but we're not playing the real rules. We're playing a condensed version. All right, we'll play version. at the top. Yeah, fine. Just play out Just get it top. over with. So who wants to start? Who wants to start? I want to, because I've got Professor Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> real name, <laughs> Hunter Zolomon. <laughs> I don't know him. He's from The Flash. He is. I, I would never have guessed. Uh, I really hope intelligence is out of 10. I'm going to go for fighting skills. You're not going to go for speed with Professor Zoom? I'm not. <laughs> I, I can't tell what it's out of. I'm guessing he's quick. But he, he's much you. less quick than he is agile. I don't understand what these are out of. Well, I'm going to go for fighting that's skills. That's the fun of it, isn't Go on, he, then. He's a former FBI agent. Uh, he's got fighting skills of 79. Oh, that sounds quite high. Yeah. What have you got? So, I, I'm packing Captain Cold. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Birdseye's phone. <laughs> That's his mate. He keeps his fingers cold. His his artwork, right, so I largely know Captain Cold from, like, the CW shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's not He's not looking a swish on this card. Like oh. <laughs> he's in, like, a shit parka. <laughs> he looks like a rejected Oasis member. <laughs> With a gun. <laughs> what are we doing with fighting skills? Yeah. Nah, no way, Captain Cole. He's 63. Oh, no. come on, Captain. Well, I have Green Lantern. Oh. In brackets, John. Oh. And his real name is John Stewart. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, Joe, what were your fighting skills? 79. Green Lantern John, fighting skills, 80. Oh, one up. One up. Just beat Professor Zoom. <laughs> Hunter Zolomon. <laughs> Thwarted again. Oh, so that's one hand to me. That's just going to emphasize this is not. This, this is not this, endless search. It's not this the week. endless search. Don't feel let down too much no, by this section. This is just a section in which we play top no. drums. <laughs> Go right. on, Matt. You right. Start okay. us off. Oh, hello. So, Mary Marvel. Ooh. So, this is part of the Shazam family. Excellent. The Shazamly. Tell us yeah. more. Because you have. Much more knowledge about these characters than right. We do. So, so outside, like outside of kind of what you we all know of Shazam, which is Zachary Levi's character, kind of in the comics, there is a family of other people that also get to touch the staff, <laughs> <laughs> and they all become basically little Shazams as well. Wow, that's pretty uh, cool. So yeah, so Mary Marvel, who's one of, uh, which is Mary Batson, um, she becomes a buff superhero, and we are gonna use. See, it's not known what these are out of. No, yeah, that's the over. mystery of it all. I'm also going to do fighting skills. Okay. What is, what's the number? 82. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, well, 
I have a little man called Batman. Oh, <laughs> piss off. Uh, I don't need to tell anyone about Batman. Your name's Bruce Wayne. Didn't know if you knew that. What? I don't know. Uh, the billionaire. <laughs> I know. I've revealed it finally. Got some city playboy. <laughs> But how could he be Batman? He's so carefree, but Batman's so careful. It's, it's, it's mad when you think about it, isn't it? The, I can't believe those are the two attributes I think of. Yeah. Batman's careful. Uh, Not according to Zack Snyder. Yeah, in that's the true. But anyway, Batman has fighting skills of 92. Oh, Jesus. Well, I've He can got fight. The, He's a good fighter. I've got the weakest of the lot, and it's Green Lantern brackets Kyle. <laughs> Kyle Rayner, the fourth Earthman to wield an Owen power ring. What was his number? 80. Oh, that's not even a bad card. It's You've not. Been, what happened there? You've he been trumped. And that's... <laughs> also, can I just point out, Shazam's got fighting skills of 71, and Shazam's uh, sister beating him up 11 <laughs> yeah. points. I like that. So Fair here, play. I have Aquaman. Ooh. Ooh. Real name Arthur Curry slash Orin Marius. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> What do you go for him? What do you do? What do you do? I imagine he's a pretty swift boy. I imagine he is, but only, is he only swift in water? Ah, this is is, quite, is this a question that applies yeah. to Trump? Can I apply like a water element card and just <laughs> Trump everyone? I'm going to go speed though. Okay, oh, and I'm going to go eight. Ooh. I mean, I have got Ocean Master, who is Aquaman's half brother. Ah, this is interesting. We've got the Aqua family here. Have we? I've got Aqua Girl. Fair play. Well, unfortunately, Ocean Master is good at many things, including (laughs) evil. But uh, his speed is four. He's he's not not a a, quick boy. He's he's breaststroke at best. He he is ponderous. (laughs) Yeah, Aqua Girl is sex. I've just got a little bit of doggy paddle going there. (laughs) That's that's three for me already. Absolutely smashed it. I mean, it's luck. At the end of the day. Oh, yeah, it's absolute luck, especially as we're not playing correctly. (laughs) No. Go on, Joe. Two more to go. Green Arrow. (gasps) Oliver Queen. He was stranded on an island. Fuck it. I'm going to go for height. (laughs) He's 180 centimetres short. As everyone's favourite girl, Harley Quinn, she's obviously a little bit of a shorty at 171. Well, I've got. Black Manta. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Real name unknown. Oh, <laughs> he's got that big head. And he's 193 centimetres tall. Oh, my good lord. He's running <laughs> away like, with it. Oh, Oliver no. Queen crashed by the Black Manta. They've never seen like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you might have. I don't know what you've been doing. But <laughs> let's finish this. Come on, Matt. <laughs> right, so I've got Starfire. <laughs> wow. Everybody. You want to get that treated? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, and I'm going to go with strength. Okay. I fucked this already. <laughs> 28. Oh. See, not the best one for me there. I've got Scarecrow, real name Jonathan Crane. Taunted and bullied as a youth. Grew up to be a man afraid of his own shadow. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. It Don't talk about Dale that way. <laughs> Uh, he only has strength for 15. Okay. He uses the power of fear. He does. Well, I've got something interesting there because I've got Firestorm, 
Real name Ronnie Raymond slash Martin Stein. Yeah. When a they terrorist together. Yeah. When a terrorist bomb blew up Martin <laughs> Stein's lab, his experimental reactor exploded, and he found himself found himself atomically bonded to teenager Ronnie Raymond. Which wouldn't be allowed these days. <laughs> you uh, hope not. But I've got strength twenty eight as well. Oh. So have you what got do we do? Another you go down to the next your next favourite category. Next favourite, not not just the next one below. No, you can choose. Right. Right. You can I'm choose. gonna go for I know who you are now. Yeah, yeah I know. And I know that you've got knowledge. the mind of Stein. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Do you, do, do? do you know what's mad about that? You'd probably be fine <laughs> going for intelligence. They haven't gonna, considered that. Bizarrely, I'm going to go for height. Hello? <laughs> 193. Oh, height 188. Oh, hey. One from that. Well, wasn't that a fun section? That was fun. And I've got another 25 packs, so who knows? Maybe one day we'll crack into like predators of the animal world or <laughs> predators of I've the got, rock world. I've got England cricket stars. I'm sure everyone will enjoy that one. I really like the idea of playing some of the outdated sports ones. Oh, I've got like world football stars from like 2003 or something. Up for it. I want yeah. Juan Sebastian Verón. He is on the cover. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed that. Let I us know if you enjoyed that. that. Yeah. IGN <laughs> underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. I, can't, I still can't believe Shazam is 71 for fighting skills. I do actually... F- I can't believe that Martin Stein, an atomic scientist, has intelligence for. <laughs> I wish they'd tell us what they were out of as well. Uh, anyway, do you know who has good fighting skills? Who? Wolf in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Not in Gladiator. <laughs> no, he, he does, does he have, have good, good fight. fighting skills? I think that's very dependent on who well, he's playing. Well, we've all played a little bit of Sekiro this we week. Have? Yeah. I personally am enjoying it a lot. Yes. This is definitely the first FromSoft game that has instantly grabbed me. Mm. I have felt similarly, although I have had the same reaction I've had with most From games, which is I beat a boss or in this case, a mini-boss, and it was a really tough fight. Uh, I turn it off triumphant, and then I feel scared to ever go back because I know that it will be worse again. Like, that's you've hit that, like, peak, and all it can do is get worse from there. Mm. Um, but it is... Uh, I think it's some of the best-feeling sword fighting in Absolutely, a game. Yeah. Like, I think... Pardon me. I think there's a case to be made that For Honor has a more realistic approach to it. Like, I really like the idea of For Honor's stances and... Blade positioning. Rock, paper, scissors element to it. But what I like about Sekiro is that it makes everyone feel like you're fighting a trained swordsman almost Mm. all the time. And there's something really exciting about the idea that almost everyone's as good at this as you are, and it's really a case of who gets the upper hand. Yeah. And so if you haven't played Sekiro, the cool thing it does, actually, I'll get onto this afterwards, but I saw a really interesting like, sort of philosophical take on the <laughs> on the deflections thing, but it has, you're not just doing damage to someone's body the whole time and whittling down a health bar. You're building a deflecting, like a deflection meter. It's the posture so, meter. Yeah, mm. so every time you hit them, they deflect your blade, but the more they're deflecting your blade, the essentially the, the weaker and like less... Uh, like defensive a stance they can take until you break their guard and you're able to apply the one finishing blow. Death blow. Apart from very strong characters who take a few death blows. Um, And it's just like thrilling because it forces, in the same way, everyone told me Bloodborne was the more aggressive FromSoft game, but I still felt under threat the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I was 
like going at someone, it felt like it wouldn't take much for that to be a mistake and that I should back off. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Sekiro, it's so insistent that you are constantly on the front foot. And one of the things I love about that is it's turning me into like a stupid ninja man in a movie. Like I'm walking up to individual guards with my blade down by my side and walking as slowly as possible towards them to like, just for my own sake, to like set up a, an exciting sword fight. Mm. I just find it really fun. I just really enjoy it. I, it feels m much more fluid to me than Dark Souls It's ever did. certainly more of an action game than yeah. an RPG. And I, it's, I didn't realise until I played it how much I miss when there's no jump button in a game because yes I, I do find myself in every game just jumping around like running <laughs> i don't just run i like jump constantly like mm. if you ever see me play overwatch i'm constantly just jumping yeah i'm never just running i'm jumping up and down and i don't know it just feels weird in even in um although god of war is an exceptional game not having a jump button was like to me just like I, I mean, it know. would somewhat take away from the effect of Kratos' stanch. <laughs> it's like stature. <laughs> I just enjoy a good jump button. Yeah. Obviously, you can jump on their faces as well. That is yeah. good. Even jumping's an attack in this. Yeah. I really like it. Like, mm -hmm. In a way, it's the closest FromSoft has ever got to making a Mario game. You can treat people <laughs> as gumpers. Um, the, yeah, the, the fun philosophical thing I read before I forget is that in most games uh, in... Dark Souls, it's about like essentially betting your health bar against theirs mm. and whittling theirs down and watching as it like dissipates. And by making this a bar that fills up, it subconsciously primes you to like get in. Oh. Like this, like it's almost a visual feedback for how the game teaches you to play because it's like fill this up as quickly as possible. It's not get rid of this as yeah. slow, you know, mm -hmm. in a creeping way. I think that's really smart. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm still only about two hours in and I'm still enjoying it, but I am dreading that inevitable point where I'm just smacking my head against the wall. What's it? I'd have yeah, the any butterfly, I think, is the one that people seem to be Everyone talks about yeah. Lady Butterfly. I, I still haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, part of, I'm, I went on a, the sort of subreddit yesterday just to kind of gauge feedback or opinion, and I suddenly realised I didn't want to look because I was seeing, like, in-jokes to stuff that I haven't got yeah. to yet. Like, there's something to do with the name Roberto being shouted. <laughs> and I really want to know what that means. But I also don't want to look because I want it to be a surprise. And, like, that is the pleasure of these games as well. That, Like, did either of you in the tutorial area, um, you know when you beat the sort of tutorial mini boss who's yeah. guarding that gate? Mm. Did you go through that gate straight away? Because uh... I didn't. Like, there was another way round. You could, like, creep along the cliffs. I think I did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did you end up under the bridge? Yeah, with the like little a goblin little dude. What troll. the fuck was that? Right? So yeah. like you're primed like this is a game about feudal Japan and you're gonna be doing sword fighting. Then there's this fucking like troll man under a bridge <laughs> yeah. and who just attacks you out of nowhere. He's got a little hat on. Yeah. I loved it. I was yeah. just suddenly like, okay, right, I could see anything in this now. Like it could <laughs> like be Japanese anything. Japanese golem. Yeah, it's really cool. Um yeah. It's just an exciting thing. And I, I do as someone who's never fully gotten on with FromSoft stuff, I do mm. like the feeling that this is just different enough to make it feel like I'm not at a disadvantage for not being good at those ones. How it you? feels like I can come to so it. So I actually find it more difficult than... So I really got into so FromSoft games like last year, mm. like um, started with Bloodborne and then went into Dark Souls. And obviously it's a very different experience now because like... All of those games were spoilt for me anyway. I was living in a house with two people that adored those games and were sort of like, oh, I can't wait for you to get to boss X, box Y. Mm. Um, and so this is, obviously, I have no idea about it, but it's, 
it feels a lot more delicate in the way that you do the combat. Mm. And um, there's a, I feel like there's a lot more precision. I feel like you can fuck up a bit on a, on a Souls boss, but as long as you can guard and you can absorb that kind of damage mm. and you can eventually kind of sidestep your way around a character and it's like everyone's fucking at you in Sekiro and mm. the kind of like the the metaphor I've got is like your your deflect is almost like tapping Morse code into a controller because <laughs> like you get an enemy comes at you and you're like okay so this guy does like a four hit combo yeah and it's one one wait long one one again right yeah. and kind of like you start doing that and you're like oh it's a completely different muscle memory to the way that any yeah. of the other ones work and like that's taken a bit of getting over because um, that, like, he's the first kind of main type enemy you come into, but the general that, def- like, guards the gate, like, yes. in the first proper area after tutorial, like, one absolute son of a gun. Like, <laughs> took, me a, took me fucking, like, an hour to do him. <laughs> uh, I, I haven't heard someone be described as a son of a gun for a long time. That's great. <laughs> Son of a Shogun. <laughs> nice. Ooh. I mean, probably technically incorrect, but you know, oh, I'll go was, with it. Oh, it was a good joke. No, it was. But I think, yeah, I'm surprised by how much all of us are really enjoying Sekiro, yeah. and I, I'm sure I'll drop off. <laughs> like, it always happens. I think maybe but... I benefit from not having that FromSoft background. Yeah, same. I've heard a lot of people say the adjustment is hard, but not having to need that adjustment is making me just enjoy it. I yeah, think. I do find it really interesting the people who are saying it's really hard versus people who say it's easier. Like, our review, Brandon says it's an easier game. Yeah. Whereas I've seen a lot of reviews where it's like, this is the cripplingly hard one. You don't get summons either, right? And that's yeah. the thing, is like, I, even though I've developed a love for FromSoft's games, it's not really because of the challenge, it's more because of, like, the layout of those worlds. Mm. And, like, Bloodborne is a fucking incredible world and the way it all intertwines and snakes. Mm. Um, but I summoned for probably about 80 or 90 percent of the bosses Mm. in in bloodborne just because there's no fucking way i'm skilled (laughs) enough to do those i need a buddy to come in and help me um you just don't get that you get obviously get unseen aid in this which Mm. is but it's a very very different sort of thing it's about stopping you from getting xp and stuff like that right yeah and like when that's your only aid in the game, it's mm. like, oh shit, I can't rely on someone who's been playing this for seven thousand hours. Yeah, I do think the first hour of Sekiro is much kinder and actually does a much better job of teaching you. Oh, yeah, the fact than that I think that's Activision's influence as well. Yeah. yeah, the fact that there's literally a guy who just sits at the temple and goes, oh, by the way, I can teach you everything you need to know yeah. as it appears. Yeah. You're like, fair I, play. I, I, I like that. that. So that has often been my problem with Dark Souls is that it's just slightly too obtuse for my... And building a character in Dark Souls or Bloodborne is, like, you need... If if you... If you don't have a history in those like really obtuse RPGs, you need to use a wiki because it's like I don't fucking know what blood tinge is or yeah. what mm. stance is supposed to be and stuff like that. Whereas with Sekiro, it's a skill tree led system. Yeah. Like you just look at what you think will be useful for the encounters you're doing at the moment and build yep. towards that. I've seen people worrying that it's not going to be as replayable as those other games, and I kind of see that in as much as. I, st- I do see the negative of getting rid of that very in-depth character creation mm-hmm. because you won't get people who are like, you, you know, like the the RKG boys the other day for their thing just played with a magic character, like, and it completely changed the game. Like watching them was like, oh right, this is a different Dark Souls now, yeah. um, and there's not going to be much of that in this. So I I do see why people are a little upset that they don't get that 
tinkering aspect, that ability yeah. to mess with it and break it. And build things around specific weapons, right? Yeah. Because kind of like my character in Bloodborne was very much focused around using the threaded cane, which obviously is this, it's a gentleman's walking stick that mm. turns into a fucking whip covered <laughs> in, in, you know, thorns and stuff like that. And like, but swapping out of that to something like the, I think it's the Whirly Gig Blade or something like that, which mm. is like a giant spinning yeah. roto top on a stick. Like, you're not going to get that because you use the same sword for the entire game, right? Yeah. But I think, I guess Sekiro is more about mastering the perfection of one art mm. rather than figuring out what discipline you want to go with. Yeah, I'm into yeah. it. I'm specifically into the resurrect mechanic. It's very helpful. Oh, man, Just being able I, to come back. I read a few reviews and I thought I'd understood the system. So essentially, if you die enough, major characters get this thing called Dragon Rot, which seems to be bad for them. Um, doesn't sound good, does it? No. It's not cured on the NHS, is I, it? I read that in the reviews as that happens if you resurrect too much. So for the first like hour or so, I was just dying on purpose, like in, in never using the resurrect. Because I was like, oh, if I use resurrect too much, people will start no, dying around me. Die. Yeah, and so I was <laughs> speeding up the process of all my <laughs> friends dying in it, if, incurable yeah. diseases. It was yeah. horrible. Things coming back from the dead. Do you know something else where things come back Here from the dead? Is. Pet Cemetery. Uh, I saw that last week. I'm just gonna. I've seen a couple of films on last week. I'm gonna quick little mini. Thoughts. I'm not going to call them reviews. Film 2019. Yeah. I'm going to give you a quick little breakdown of Pet Cemetery and mid 90s. Okay. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Is a perfectly fine film. It's okay. I never have to see it again. I enjoyed watching it. It's a nice short hour and a half horror film based on Stephen King's novel, which I haven't actually ever read. Nope. Um, but yeah, the premise of Pet Cemetery, if you don't know, it's the classic family moves from big city to small countryside town. Bad idea. They find out. Um, so it's Jason Clark. I think that's his name, right? It's Jason Clark, isn't it? Um, he's the father of the house. Father of the house. <laughs> okay. Um, Man of the manor. Uh, yeah. I love you, my big rectangular son. <laughs> but um, and he, he's bought this property, which, unbeknownst to him, has something like three hundred acres or something. Right. And he's bought this property, not knowing really what's on this land, which seems mad to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then John Lithgow plays his mad neighbour. Who Love John Lithgow. Has one of the maddest in-jokes in a film I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the family that move in, their cat is called Church. Yeah. And the little girl is talking to John Lithgow, the friendly neighbour. And she's like, oh, we named him after Churchill. He was an old man who lived a while ago. And John Lithgow goes, oh, I know all about him. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is this universe? <laughs> yeah. Is John Lithgow... John Lithgow in this? Is he played in? I like, I like the idea that John Lithgow's character acknowledges that he looks like the real John Lithgow who <laughs> yeah. has in this universe played Churchill. Yeah. So he's like, I know all about Churchill because that fucker in looks just yeah. like me. I get like, it all the time. Like that weird thing, is it Ocean's 12 or Ocean's 13 where Julia Roberts' character, everyone keeps going like, she does look like her. And you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then yeah. at the end, the twist is she pretends to be Julia Roberts. <laughs> it's so mad. But yeah, that's a mad point in the film. But it's, it's a decent horror film. It has, it doesn't lean too much in one way. It has funny bits. It has a couple of jump bits. It has a couple of gory bits. It's It's got a bit for everyone. Yeah. It's nice and succinct, succinct even. And I thought the ending was cool. So if you're fancying a nice little horror film. Is it actually scary? I wasn't scared. If you find... It's one of those, if you find, if you find Stephen King's, I don't necessarily find Stephen King scary. I really like his mm. stuff. Like, I don't find, 
I found it when I was a kid scary. I think yeah, kids would find this potentially scary. It's not his scariest one, I would say. Yeah. It's more... It's a cool story, that's mm. what I'd say. Um, yeah, it's a decent film. Do you know what I loved a lot more, though, is mid-90s. Or Dean. I loved this film. It, if you don't know what mid-90s is, it's a... It's no, that's an hour and 20 as well. I'm enjoying these short films. That's good, isn't it? Uh, it's Jonah Hill of Superbad and... I'm going to go Moneyball fame. Fair play. <laughs> uh, it's his first film he's written and directed, and it's very good. I believe it's like semi-autobiographical about growing up in L.A., and it's about this kid who doesn't have a great home life and tries to escape through skateboarding. Mm. And it, the lead actor in it, the kid, is Sonny Sulich, who played Atreus in God of War. Oh, really? <laughs> so you can really see it in his face as well. Huh. It's uh, And he's really good in it. All the kids in it are really good actors. I believe... So he be- he befriends a group of skateboarders on the street, and they're I believe they're just skateboarders who became actors because they were trying to find people who could skate first. Right. I may have got that completely wrong, but they're all really good. And it's got Lucas Hedges as well, who's always good playing his brother. Um, just a really good film. It gets a bit darker than I thought it did, but the main thing I love about this film is the soundtrack is just exceptional. Mm. It captures that period so well of. You've got like Wu Tang, a Tribe Called Quest, but then you've got like more punk stuff like Bad Brains. You've got Nirvana mixed in. You've got all the good stuff. Yeah. If you like that sort of stuff, I do. Yeah. Don't know about you. Don't know about you. Into um, it. Into it. And it's also got like only like four or five tracks by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, which oh, really? is also amazing because they're, they're along with well Johnny Greenwood, good. probably my favorite film composers. Yeah. And yeah, they're also like channeling like late 90s early 2000 emo with that score with like american football style stuff so if you're into that it's just a good soundtrack to listen to you kind of said it was more like a mood piece than a yeah there's not a story there's a through line and a plot but yeah it's more about just i suppose it's a short period even maybe a few weeks in this 13 year old's life yeah where he's kind of going through that time when you want to be a bit rebellious and want to try new things Ooh. like skateboarding over mm. gaps and did grinding you, <laughs> on rails did you go through that phase i always i love the tony hawk games and Same. i love that music i never really took up skateboarding I, I tried it but i couldn't i, I fell no. off doing, <laughs> i just almost immediately not doing those off. mctwists like i genuinely don't really understand how people stay on just when it's going normally on the flat ground <laughs> like <laughs> velcro mate yeah, yeah that's it i want like yeah, I need to be sticking to it, and then I'd fall off in a different way. One of my favourite things to do whenever I'm on the South Bank is go to that area just next to the BFI. That, the skateboarding area. Yeah, there's loads that skateboarding area. There's always like 20, 30 skateboarders there. Yeah. I've never seen any of them land a trick. And oh, it's no, the they're rubbish. Thing. Yeah, I've never, never seen anyone land anything impressive. That's because all the good <laughs> ones have like done their tricks and gone home, but yeah. when you're still there at like 10... Something's up. Yeah. You're bad at it. But yeah, <laughs> I would heartily recommend mid-90s. I believe that's out on the 12th of April in the UK. Mm. I think it might have been out in America for a while. It's done all like the festival stuff. Oh, and I think Pet Cemetery is out next week, I want to say. Not a new film, but I watched Hereditary for the first time this week. Oh, Incredible. What did you think? It's fucking brilliant. I still think that was maybe my favourite film last year. If you're one of those people who didn't like the ending that I heard so much about. Oh, it's mad well, and you, bonkers. You can't be my friend. It's <laughs> so good. That ending's brilliant. Oh, like, that makes it. full on just madness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's horrible, but it's fun horrible. Oh, it's, yeah, it's harrowing. And yeah. has one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen near the end. I don't want to spoil it for uh, anyone. 
Yeah, that. <laughs> that, that to me was... That didn't get me as much really? as some of the other stuff. I mean, it's Ooh. grim, obviously. It's not it's grim. grim. Um, but There's that and the lamppost. Yeah, yeah. the lamppost pretty mm. full on. But um, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I film. love that film. And it's on Amazon Prime, which is why I watched it? it. So if you I haven't seen it, it, it is worthwhile. One for all the family. I nearly watched it on the plane, <laughs> and then I was like, nah. It's not a plane it's, film. Yeah, well, also, it's just not going to... They're going to they're cut stuff out. Yeah. I've watched it twice, actually, and I have watched it on a plane, and they did cut some of that stuff out. Did they? Yeah. Which bits? That bit. The, we, the two yeah, bits yeah, we yeah. talked about, they kind of cut a bit. What? You don't quite see it. That's quite key. I know. I once watched Kick-Ass on a plane, and I didn't realise that they'd you know, edit all the swearing, mm. but they just dubbed it over, and it was Mother Fudger. Oh, I yeah. I was yeah. like, well, this is... Uh, New way to swear. <laughs> uh, what's the, the the famous Big Lebowski one? I'm sure I've mentioned it on here before. You know, the uh, fuck a stranger in the ass section. Yeah. It's something like friend a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really odd. It's worth yeah. looking up. It's on YouTube. Do you know what else is really odd? Don't know, mate. The endless search. Wow. <laughs> is it really odd? I don't know. That was. It's odd that I we was continue grabbing for a segue it. there. Um, you don't want the endless searches. It's our endless search to replace keyword countdown, which was created by some guy with a beard. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go with go on name him because a I enjoy it, mm-hmm. and b I, I personally think it's very good. <laughs> so you're both going to enjoy it. Yeah. And here's the jingle because people really wanted the jingle for some reason. Yeah, we got told off. Go on name them. Time for go on name them. It's Go On Name Them. Time for Go On Name Them. It's Go On Name Them. Matt, are you familiar with Go On Name Them? So I've definitely heard this before. You're going to have to recap it. Okay, I'm going to have five different categories here, all with a set number of answers, and you and Joe are going to have to bid off against each other to see who thinks they can name more in that category. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And yeah, so say you bid five. Joe says, I don't think I can do six. He says, go on, name them. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't name them, Joe gets the point. If you name them, you get the point. I play a very defensive We've got five game. categories. <laughs> and here we go. The first one. There are 19 guns in Apex Legends. Ooh. How many of them can you name? Oh, we'll start with that's Joe. That's actually quite good. I'm not going to give you too long for the bidding. I don't want you thinking of them while... I'm going to say nine. Okay, I'll try for ten. Twelve. Ooh. No, go on. Damn it! Name them! <laughs> Why did I do this? All right. Oh, I haven't brought a pen with me, which could be an issue. Well, should we take a break? I'm going to go for a pen bake. Here is five seconds of UK Garage. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that section of UK Garage that has currently been undefined as what's going to be there. What should we do? I don't know. Well, we promised. Okay, well, Joe has promised to us in this break that he has not fought too hard about. No, I haven't. And, and mostly, my mostly my thinking was, Christ, I have no idea if I know twelve. <laughs> well, why don't you kick us off? All what right, can go. you do? Eva nine. My, I've, put, oh. I've put my only pen that doesn't work. Jeez, you've had 300 years. You have to go get another one. Oh my god, it's five more seconds <laughs> or whatever we choose. I found a pen that works. Good. Let's finally do this quiz that everyone's going to be underwhelmed by. Eva 9. Oh. Eva 8? Yeah, it's That's an Eva 8. Is, is, is Matt allowing it? Is he happy with that? 
Yeah, go on. That's then. a number. This I'm going to get the rest wrong. Don't tell worry. me what it is. That's the full <laughs> auto shot. There we go. Uh, Peacekeeper. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say Mastiff. Yep. Havoc. Yes. Flatline. Okay, that's five. Yeah, those are all the ones. Seven with... more. Triple take. That is one. Six. Oh, that's a scratchy pen. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. P22? Oh, it's not a P22, it's, is it? It's not a P22. Is there an RF22? There's nothing 22. Uh, all right, I've P already failed. It. Yeah, it's a P2020. Ah! Oh! Um, so that's six you got there, Joe. I'm sorry. Yeah. Craber was in there. Yeah, I forgot so Kraber. you could have had RE45, P2020, Wingman. See, I was getting cl- wingmans. I should wingman. I should R ninety nine alternator, also known as the alternator. alienator. I didn't even some. say Mozambique. <laughs> no, you didn't. Prowler, R three hundred one hemlock, mm. Spitfire, Devotion, G seven Scout, Longbow, Kraber. Maybe there's twenty. So I haven't got Mozambique on this list, which is weird. I must mm. have got accident. Anyway, you only got six. Some fucking <laughs> Apex fans, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so that is one nil. I felt to Matt. I felt fine about it. The next one, Matt gets to up the bidding on. On the newest Endgame poster, huh. that's the US and UK one, or the not, Korean not one the, that came yeah, out. Right. That's a cool one. There are 13 characters on it. How many of them can you name? I'll go with a conservative six. But that, yeah, because then you're going to name balling. ones that aren't there. If you name one that isn't there, do you lose immediately? Yeah. I'll say seven. I'll go to eight. Ooh, I think he's trying to bluff you. I think he knows them all, Joe. Mm, that's my worry. Nine. Go on, then. Okay. Oh, he's sending him in on nine. We got Cap. Which one? <laughs> Meza. We got Cap Meza. Yeah. We got Iron Man. <laughs> Can you actually say the names? Iron Man. Okay. Well, who's Cap, Me- Cap Meza? Captain America. Cap Meza. Okay. Cap Meza. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to... Uh, never mind. What? <laughs> uh, I reckon we've got Rocket Raccoon. We, we have. Well, I reckon... more than one obscure ones. But... No, because... Well, that's why everyone's been talking about him. Mm. Uh, I reckon we've got Ant-Man. Yep, that's four. How many How many is it again? Nine. Nine. Hawkeye slash Ronin. Yep, yep. Uh... Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> What's That's that? Six. six. Three more. I said Ant-Man. Uh, who else is in the trailers? Let's go... Uh, Okoye? Okoye. She got added the... to it. That was, a, that was a thing. Her name did, yeah. she was. Her face was always there. But I wasn't... No, yeah. I thought she wasn't... She was in the poster, but everyone else's credit was at the top, apart from hers, which Interesting. was the issue. Uh... So that's seven, you need two yeah. more. Is Captain Marvel on it? She is. Oh, mama. One more. Uh, who have I forgotten now? Bruce Banner. Yes. Yes, boy. That's the first that's one nine. I've ever got. <laughs> There's only four more. Thanos. Yeah. Four. War Machine and Nebula. Mm. Nebula. I would never have gotten Nebula. That's one all. We're getting a close game. Feeling here. pretty good about that, man, mm. to be honest. So, category number three. The eight... Pokemon Indigo League badges. Oh, Their yeah. names. These, these, Those, this is Generation 1, yeah. That's red and blue. Mm. Kanto. Eight badges. I need the names of the badges. I'm going to say two. Two? <laughs> yeah. Are the badges named after the gyms? 
Yep, what mm, they have separate names. Genuinely going to have to get you to name them because I, I can't remember the if problem. they're the <laughs> I name. really wanted you to go above me because I know I can't do because two. If they're the names of the gyms, I think I'd be okay to do three. Yeah, but if they they're are. not, I'm, I apologise if they are the actual names of the gyms, but I don't think they are. Where have you got this information from then? These are, Well, I know the names of the badges. Right. I didn't look up the names of the gyms. I'm pretty sure they're not. It's not the gyms, just the names of the city. Yeah. Yeah, so they're not. What? They have separate the badges have names. It says you obtained this badge. Rock badge? No. Oh, there you go. That's it. I don't know what the badges are called. That's, do you want to mark that? What is it? Boulder badge. Oh, see, I would never get this. Wouldn't you? I would have got, a, I would have got like three or four, I think. Really? So you could have boulder badge, cascade badge, thunder badge, rainbow badge, soul badge, marsh badge. Marsh! <laughs> volcano badge and earth badge. No way I would have got yeah. two of those. That's you disappointing. want a real shit story from my childhood. <laughs> yes. When, <laughs> when I used to be in the playground as a kid doing Pokemon cards, I used to really want to actually play Pokemon cards, but people wouldn't play me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I made badges out of clay and painted them up and was a gym leader and I'd force people to play me because then they could <laughs> so get could a badge instead. Yeah. Oh, fair play. What, what were the badges called? None of them I mean, they that. would have been called those, but it was, you know, 20 years ago, mate. <laughs> Just caught myself saying fair play. That guy uh, says I say fair play too much. Uh, That's three drinks, by the way. So, um, <laughs> category four. On the official Walker's Crisp website, yeah. there are 14 flavours currently in shops, and that's flavours of just normal Walker's yeah. Crisp. Standard Walker's not Crisps. Not Max, not just any standard to Americans. Imagine chips. Lay's. Yeah. They're Lay's There are 14 currently in rotation in oh, shops. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. This is one of your uh, best. <laughs> Matt kicks off. Oh, I reckon eight. Ooh. That's going to be my guess. There's a couple here I did not know existed. Yeah. There always are. <laughs> Sneaky walkers. <laughs> I'm going to push to nine. Okay, I'll try ten. Go on, Ooh, name. All right, then. Oh, going Here we go, then. So, ready sorted. Good. I'm glad yep. you started with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheese and onion. Yep. Banger. Uh, cheese and chive? Oh, that's oh, old. There is no cheese that's and chive. Really? Old. They fucking took them out. <laughs> what? Walkers had cheese <laughs> and chive? Yeah, they used to come in like a light green packet. <gasps> oh, keep I'm going so anyway. Sorry. I want to hear more crisp <laughs> packets. Okay. I, I want Matt to keep okay, guessing anyway. Like Corn cocktail. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Worcestershire sauce? Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, yeah that's sauce. a purple well, packet, right? Yeah. Um, smoky bacon? Yep. Uh, I remember like a yellow packet, which was like ched- just cheddar cheese. It's not currently in rotation. Right. I can't Roast believe chicken. you went cheese and chive <laughs> three. <laughs> it was bold. Not, didn't go with salt and vinegar. Yeah. Which is, uh, Roast chicken. That's roast chicken there. is there. Yeah, that's orangey. Isn't um, it? That's currently so. That's currently two two. It's going to go wait, down. Can to we the go last through one. all of them? We do can. They, do they still have barbecue black? Um, black packets. I don't think they do they anymore. Got rid of barbecue. So the fourteen I have listed here on the official Walkers website. So mm. don't at me. Uh, ready them. salted cheese and onion, salt and vinegar, prawn cocktail, spicy sriracha. Hello. What? Not seen that. Gone up market. Barbecue pulled pork. Maybe they replaced the black packet with barbecue pulled pork. Uh, beef and onion. Marmite. Beef and onion, I think, is one of the worst flavours of crisps. Don't get it. Even the Monster Munch ones aren't good. I don't really like Monster Munch. 
Pickled onion ones are good, aren't they? Nah. Uh, Marmite, roast chicken, smoky bacon, Worcester sauce, pickled onion. Oh, yeah. Tomato ketchup. Oh, I forgot they did that. And salt and shake. What? They've got really salted and salt and shake now? Yeah, I know. They're taking the piss. I can't believe they stole salt and shake's idea. (laughs) But sadly, well, not sadly, thrillingly, it's now 2-2. It's coming down to the last one. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but this one may favour Joe more just due to how long you've been at this company. Uh, What? Since 2010, so from the 1st of January 2010, IGN have given 15 games a 10. Oh, uh, no, I'm going to be Haven't rubbish you done this, this before? Yeah, I'm no, sure no, I haven't. Done this. Done games of the year. Never done oh. 15 games we've given a 10. Fuck. Joe opens the oh, video. Oh, this is. See, the thing is, if I get it wrong, I look bad. Yep. <laughs> oh, Christ. Since 2010. 1st of January 2010. This oh, decade, 15 10s. There's ones that I can't remember whether they sit on either side. By the way, these are main games. There is a 16th, which is Undead Nightmare. I'm not counting that because that is DLC and not a full game release. Okay. I give it Undead Nightmare a 10. <laughs> take it, don't take it out with me. Have that you got the people it. who gave the 10s? I haven't. You should have written that down. I'm not, um, I'm not calling people out. Christ, I'm going to say four. Four. I'm just, I'm just shooting barrels now, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. You can have a guess at five. Yeah, I'll go five then. I'll try six. I should try. Seven. Oh. Go! <laughs> Got him! <laughs> right. Yeah. Red Dead 2. Yes. Uh, if, if Matt does this, it'll be shame on you, Jeff. No, it'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah. Odyssey. Mario's. Yes. Oh, did we give that ten? I forgot. Doesn't deserve it. That's, that's three. <laughs> you need four more. God of War. Yes, that's hey. It's been a good couple of years, hasn't it? Mm. Um, There's one outlier from last year that I had in my head that I knew. Was it a weird one? Mm. It's not weird so much as... It's a good game. It wasn't a 10 for everyone. The review from justified. last year. Was it last year? Yeah. It was last year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But there's probably more obvious anyway, yeah, ones Anyway, there's more of. obvious ones than mm-hmm. that. You don't How many am I in? I'm in three, four. right? Four. And you I'm need what? three more. Three more. How can you do that? From 2010, so you've got a wide... Yeah, got a wide gamut. <laughs> Cheese and chive. <laughs> bold. So bold. Cheese and onion. Chives are very similar to onions, aren't they? Are you telling me the difference between cheese and chive and cheese and onion? Uh, In a blind I, test? I would actually say that I reckon cheese and chive is a nicer flavour. Maybe, but... Pringles cheese and chive. Sal- but they're sour cream and chai. Oh, they are. Yeah. Fuck, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> that one more dusty anyway. Oh, man. Three more games from the last nine years. GTA Five. Yes. Bang up. Two more. Oh, 2010. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes. Nice. Hey. Here we go. One more. Oh, this is where I'm going to fuck it, isn't it? I feel like there's one that everyone gave a 10 to, Jay. Or their equivalent scoring system. Uncharted 4? No, you could have had Uncharted 3 or The Last of Us. So it was between that and Last of Us. Uncharted 3? Yeah, I know. What mentalists were behind that? (laughs) I believe that was someone called Greg Miller. Was it Greg Miller? I think so. Yeah, I think it might have been, actually. Um, That's why he left. You could also have had, I believe... um, (laughs) Tell me I got a made-up name. 
What? Six. So close. That was a valiant effort. <laughs> that was but it does really mean Joe good. has won three two. The others you could have had. Celeste. That was the one. Undertale. Oh, fair play. Oh. Yeah, I think that was a. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that was. I mostly agree with all these. By the way, yeah. Inside. Oh yeah. yeah. The Witness. Absolutely. Can I get one? <laughs> oh, don't, fucking the witch is going to be on this, isn't it? It mm. actually isn't. <gasps> I think we get that nine. The Last of Us, Zelda Skyward Sword, Us and Edge, Uncharted okay, Three, Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. <laughs> People went fucking nuts for that game, and it is good. Um, but yeah, and the last one, Super Mario Galaxy Two. Oh, that was. See, I was trying to remember which side of two thousand ten that was on. Fair play. Yeah. But what a thrilling! I said fair play round again. <laughs> what a thrilling round to go on. Name I can't them. remember who wrote in that email, but you've ruined me. <laughs> I can't stop. What a lovely time. Um, we've got some feedback. I think we have. Joe, go. Number one from Adam Asbury. Subject line: Games that bleed into real life. Hi everyone. So I recently played The Witness, and I really enjoyed my time with it. I'm burping. However, for the platinum trophy, he didn't write that. However, for the platinum trophy, you needed to complete the challenge in quotes 14 randomly generated puzzles a maze of which the way through is the answer to the previous puzzle this is what i can't even work that out never mind the witness <laughs> it's the toughest thing i've ever had to do in life difficult 3d <laughs> difficult 3d you've had a charmed life <laughs> difficult 3d cylindrical puzzles and all the while you have the alton towers theme tune playing and only six minutes before you have to start again <laughs> It is a ball. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Is it six minutes to solve 14 random puzzles? I think it might be slightly longer, but yeah, it's not long. It's six Christ. or seven minutes. I spent hours trying to get this over the course of days. And now every time I look at anything, I start drawing <laughs> little white lines along the edges to solve the non-existent puzzle. Help me, all the best, Adam. I have had the urge to go back to The Witness recently, just because uh, I love that game so I much. And I feel like I've gorgeous. forgotten enough of the solutions to not just be able to walk through it it's one of those games that i have um notebook pages that make me look like i've gone <laughs> insane <laughs> like that and uh, my notes taken in the dark for the film us uh which <laughs> oh my god that page is a mess <laughs> it's just things like stuff it's like, like intersecting she's sentences. crying in like wobbly <laughs> was it you stuff? that was telling me you were sitting that someone who'd only written the words us was it you? No, that oh, wasn't someone me. else has told me that. Funny story. Uh, good, good. Witness is good. I, I, that's one of my favourite games that bleed into real life yeah. solutions. I was definitely doing that. You can you just start seeing circles and lines connecting. You're like, if I put my finger there, will the sun explode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you first find those puzzles that are just the world. They're amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that game. If I'm, I think it's... Is it still free on PS Plus this month? You might uh, be able to yeah. change it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I think it still is. I think until Tuesday or Wednesday. So get get it while you can. Get it while it's hot. Get you should, puzzles. like, even if it doesn't sound like your thing, give it a try. Like, I never finished it and I don't think I will. It got to a point where I, I stopped enjoying the finding of puzzles anymore. Mm. And, like, that's just because of me. Yeah. Like, the game itself is fantastic. It's just the most relaxing. Like, there's no you find score it, or anything. I don't find it relaxing. Really. So, Walking you around just get ambient it. noise and you get yeah. those sometimes annoying little tapes of philosophy but yeah you know deal with it puzzles in it what have you got for us Matt? right i've got from joshua little childs he didn't that's give, a lovely name yeah it's great he didn't give me a subject line but i'm gonna guess it's you forgot this you muppet <laughs> <laughs> uh hi guys i didn't finish the podcast to avoid the spoilers for us good mm. shout hope you've seen it this week so i don't know if you ended up addressing it we didn't <laughs> 
But regarding the actors playing multiple role segments, I had to chime in as I can't believe you missed such a big one. Austin Powers. Fair play. I did remember this, but I didn't want to bring it up because I wanted to talk about Cloud Atlas. <laughs> Cloud Atlas is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Austin Powers. Do you not like I'm it either? It out there. Austin Powers. No, no. Like I, I think I did when I was a kid. Yeah, but, that's, like that's the same for me. I never yeah. watched it really when I was a kid. So the first time I watched them, I was like probably like eighteen, nineteen. I was like, it went all over me. I was like, why did anyone ever <laughs> like this? Forgive me. I think I've told this before, but just in case I haven't. Uh, I once fell asleep with the DVD of The Spy Who Shagged Me playing <laughs> and it was one of those DVD players that auto-played stuff after the main titles had finished so it went on to special features and started playing <laughs> deleted scenes. I woke up during the night having... Uh, this was also the first time I'd ever watched the film and I fell asleep during it. So I woke up and the deleted scenes were playing but because I'm in that half, like, that sort of half-fugue state of being asleep, I was watching these scenes, just completely disconnected scenes and going like... Fuck, the time travel in this movie is like actually quite like intense and hard to follow. Like suddenly I was like, this is primer. And I was like, it's a spy who shagged me, like primer. <laughs> it was mental. Anyway, back to Joshua. Yeah. By Goldmember, he's playing four pretty different characters, all with different accents and speech all with styles. Broad stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, while I think the movies themselves are kind of shit, is an impressive feat for any actor. Which, yes, I would agree. Also, Mike Myers is Canadian, and I always have to give a shout-out to my fellow Northern brethren. Ledge. Fair enough. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for a great podcast every week. It makes the long, arduous task of going to the gym that much easier to Oh, bear. don't show off, little child. <laughs> <laughs> we get don't it, show buff. off, little child. Um, right, I've got a piece from Jack Waterlow. Hello. He says, hi. Hello. I was on the overground commuting one day and oh, saw yeah, a man yeah. I thought was Joe. <laughs> I then convinced myself it wasn't him until I noticed he was reading a novel called The Prestige. <laughs> I was briefly quite proud of my detective work until I noticed he was wearing a jacket with the IGN logo on it, which probably should have been the biggest clue. I'm like a I... walking advertisement for myself. <laughs> I don't know how to end this email. P.S. I've had a few Ronies. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, I remember this coming in. Um, do you know what's odd is that I genuinely on that train journey noticed someone looking at the book. Mm. And I found myself going like, oh shit, what if they're like a listener? <laughs> and then I went, don't be such a fucking big ed <laughs> idiot. Like, it could just be someone who's interested in the book you're reading. Yeah. Turns out I was right. I am world famous. <laughs> um, Jack, yeah, uh, if you're interested, I finished The Prestige, the novel. Yep. I think it's very good. Yep. I don't think it's as good as the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is almost... It's weird, it takes elements, or sorry, the movie takes elements from it, like names and locations and very slightly events. Mm. But the outcome and the, the, the way it presents those things is so different that it's fundamentally a different story and I didn't realise, yeah. and that was actually really nice. Like, mm. if you like the prestige and its general ambience, like, it's genuinely worth reading. It's a great book. What a lovely recommendation. And now I'm going to try and get that book that Joe Cornish told us about that was um, about. The Magic, which is just uh, uh, Christopher Priest complaining about them yeah. <laughs> adapting it for the screen. <laughs> but yeah, Jack, if you see Joe, bother him every single day and say hello. Mm. He'll enjoy that. You can say hello. Every don't, day. Don't bother me every day. Every day. I'm usually in the same carriage as well. <laughs> carriage. Carriage rhymes with garage. Fucking See out. us out, Joe. What have we got this week? Oh, have week? we finished? Yeah. Um, well, but also, if you want to do so, do want to send in feedback, send yeah. it to IGN underscore UK feedback. 
at IGN.com. If you see any of us reading The Prestige, you're allowed to knock the book out of our hands because it won't be me anymore, (laughs) so I don't care. I don't read on trains. I listen. (laughs) (laughs) To who? Anyone I want. Hello. What Hello. are we saying? Press down on the D-pad to eavesdrop. <laughs> Sekiro's um, weirdest mechanic. Uh, we've teased it. What garage are we getting today, Joe? What we're getting is uh, on recommendation from my friend and professional rival and yours, yes. Tamor Hussein. Uh, <laughs> he told us to play Richie Dan's Temptation, which is a 2001 track smack bang in the middle of the UK garage scene. High of the scene. High of yeah, the scene. that was way up there. He's like the at the zenith. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with uh, Richie's work. Uh, I'm not familiar with his work. Once I heard this song, I remembered hearing it. Uh, uh, it was on the Pure Garage uh, compilation that was so seminal. Just stick that at the bar, get some slam down, some lager tops. What are you talking about? Are you, right? just are you having a stroke? Of, <laughs> I'm just kind of going into this sort of ethereal glaze over my eyes and just going to really just take in this garage. Yeah. Take it away, Richie. Them call it temptation, temptation. It's a natural thing. Irresistible. Them call it temptation, temptation. It's a natural thing. Unbelievable. Them call it temptation, temptation. It's a natural thing. Irresistible. Them call it temptation, temptation. It's a natural thing. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.